Hello and welcome back to the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. So I'm delighted to be back and to talk about a subject that seems to be really relevant at the moment and that is all about well-being. Now something I spotted in a post that I read that somebody had put, how is it possible to have high performance as a goal and well-being as a goal? Um, And this was for leaders, this was aimed at leaders. And I thought this was very interesting because this can feel very conflictual, can't it when high performance means doing more doing it better working harder and well-being if that means time for me then the tension becomes very clear And it seems to me that this is something that we need to address in terms of leadership to make to make to see a way forward. How can we have these two elements that are very important? How can we have those two elements coexisting and even perhaps helping each other? Now, I think. But if we can, first of all, redefine what we mean by high high performance and well-being, this is a very important part of resolving this tension. So as a reframe, as a first reframe, I would suggest that instead of seeing high performance and well-being as conflicting with each other, we actually see them as different sides of the same coin. Because high performance is not sustainable without well-being. It might well be for a short period of time. We can have that burst of energy, that period of maybe even two or three weeks where the team is working extremely hard. But it's not sustainable. That kind of level of pressure of doing more and more and more, it's not sustainable without well-being and without people being able to recharge properly and to be able to work effectively with energy and actually enjoying what they're doing. For a start, it's not sustainable in terms of the volume of work that people can do, but it's also not sustainable because people will leave, quite frankly. So for this is, I think, absolutely key to see that high performance and well-being need to be seen together. And I think it's also clear that for many employees, well-being is not possible without feeling that you're making a difference and that your work is important. So high performance is also a very important part of well-being. In in fact, I would say it's an essential part of well-being in the workplace for many. And certainly when I'm talking to people, the fact that if they are performing well and contributing and having an impact and they feel that they they are heard, they are visible, that they are an important, what they are doing is important. This is incredibly important. And actually, when that is not present, well-being can really suffer. So both are required. Both parts are required, are, are required to get excellent and sustainable results. So that's good news. Now, we know that high levels of trust and communication, having a culture that leans into failure for learning and where we embrace successes and failures, um, we know that all of that are their key characteristics of highly effective teams. And and I think sometimes we forget that there is another very important layer beneath those characteristics that we're all very familiar with. And that is, for me, is the need for self-awareness on the part of leaders and their teams, because those key characteristics are not strategies. They're not systems. They're not tactics. They're not a latest IT solution. They are based simply on the capacities of people to be able to relate to each other and to be ready to develop. None 
none of that can be put together as a series of steps or strategies. It all depends on the people and their approach, their view of themselves and the world and the people around them and their own their own confidence, their own abilities to to react to difficulties. So all of that is part of a very important part of self-awareness. So for me, self-awareness creates the basis for both high performance and, of course, well-being. So when we look at synonyms in the thesaurus for self-awareness, it, it's an interesting list. And, and I think it's quite it's quite broad. Um, and we get words like um, being mindful, conscious, attentive and watchful. And this expansion of its meaning is perhaps very useful to help us remember that whilst self-awareness is essentially inward looking, it can also be about looking outwards towards others. By, For example, by being watchful and attentive. For me, that's not just being watchful and attentive of our own state and emotions and our reactions. Or of course, we are always in a constant dialogue with people around us. So in, in order for that inner work, if you like, we need to be able to look outwards. So essentially, self-awareness is not navel gazing. It's about learning about how we relate to ourselves and to others. So I'd like to come back to a very famous quote by Lao Tzu and The quote is, knowing others is intelligence and knowing yourself is true wisdom. Now, a growing body of research tells us that knowing yourself is key to being an effective leader in terms of performance. And leading from that place of self-awareness appears to have a dramatic impact on leaders themselves, their well-being and effectiveness and on those around them. We know that self-aware leaders are more reflective. Therefore, they're able to self-correct quickly. They take responsibility readily for successes and challenges at a personal and collective level. So with that, they can move very quickly through problems. They can learn quickly and they can apply those for the future because, in fact, they are able to they're able to take out the they're able to take out any kind of personal reaction to that and they're able to they're able to reframe it in a way where they can move forward they're not blocked by a feeling of failure by a crisis of confidence they're able to take the data take the take the problem see it as it is and they're able to rally people around them in the same way because self-awareness in leadership also appears to have a ripple effect It promotes well-being at an individual and team level because by encouraging people to understand their strengths and their values, to be able to manage stress better and by helping themselves do that, they're also able to help their teams. They give permission to their teams to react in the same way, to maybe to take that break, to have to have a change um, of of direction, maybe to to share out tasks in a different way, to be agile and and supple in the way that work is organised. If a leader does that, it gives the team permission to also do the same. And this leads on very nicely to the second part of this, that self-awareness is vital for high performance too. Because if we can do that, if we can have that agility, then of course we can start playing to our strengths and we can also start to play our team to their strengths. 
Studies have asked leaders and their teams to rate their performance and to compare their perspectives, which is interesting. And what it showed was that leaders who showed high levels of self-awareness consistently rated their performance similarly to members of their teams. And that was whether it was positive or negative. And what this shows, this shows that this gives the this idea of self-awareness or this ability to be self-awareness it gives the team a huge advantage because then they have a shared vision of the strengths of the weaknesses and the priorities we could say in fact that they have a kind of collective awareness and when that collective awareness is high it makes discussion much more much uh, much more fluid much easier and it means that again they can work through problems because people are able to step back and see the situation with a with a cooler head and uh, with um, with a with an idea that this is not about this is not about blaming it's about learning and about moving forward together so the impact of self-awareness on that high performance I think is is really key because also it suggests that communication is effective and open relationships within the team must be strong in order to have that open communication so it suggests that that trust is is solid and and when it breaks down which it it will do from time to time they're able to get it back on track they can also the team can be creative and agile and highly productive if this communication and the trust is strong so self-awareness and high performance really key Self-awareness and well-being for leaders. So we know that the impact of self-awareness on well-being is, is, is really well known. If people are more able to recognize their emotional responses and those of others, um, if they can communicate more effectively, if they can listen actively and show empathy and artic articulate their own feelings and needs, then well-being is better for everybody. Because also the... the uh, the reason why this is important is that if people are able to communicate more effectively, they can make decisions that are aligned with their values. They can nurture the mindset and habits that are required, even when it's even when it's tough, any, even when people have to be stepping out of their comfort zone. They can manage that and they can they can react if something goes wrong. So the transfer of leaders' personal well-being to that of their teams is, of course, really difficult to measure. However, it does seem to me that if leaders can, if their self-awareness is high, they should, uh, in theory, be able to form strong relationships with their teams. They already have a good starting point from where they can help employees to feel visible, to feel heard and to articulate their needs in times of pressure or stress. So working on this base layer of self-awareness seems to make sense to me as a very important way forward towards addressing both high performance and well-being. And if we can educate the workforce around the real benefits that personal development can have on these two areas that are absolutely key, I think this is a, a great first step. And there seems to me to be a visible shift in the way that leaders are articulating their needs in terms of personal and leadership development. And, and this seems to me to have developed very quickly in the last two years where the, the stresses have risen to the surface and have become more, more visible. 
and and I think leaders are increasingly seeing that personal development creates the necessary foundation for transformation in their leadership and also their career and also their lives generally. And I think this this is such a positive step forward. And I think for those of us who are helping to develop leadership development opportunities, we need to re- capitalize on this and and use this opportunity to help people to develop their self awareness in order to improve high performance and also well being at the same time. Now, if you're interested in finding out more about how to leverage maybe your own self-awareness for your own planning for this year, why not join us for our one hour free coaching webinar on January the 24th? And there I'll be showing you how to reflect critically on your personal development, how to set goals for 2022 and how to really use those to challenge you in your personal development. And all of that is going to have a ripple effect on your leadership, but also your own high performance and well-being too. So to reserve your place, it's very easy. All you need to do is go to bluebottlecoaching.com forward slash events and click on the link there. Or if that, uh, if you prefer, just go to the email address for me, that's bluebottlecoaching at gmail.com. Then if you're interested in executive or leadership development coaching for you or your company, especially around these issues, do get in touch to talk about your requirements. Well, thank you very much for um, for listening in today. Have a great week and see you again soon. Bye bye.